I want to be aware. You understand, I want to I be aware. Every moment of our life counts. We don't get throwaway moments. Every moment counts. I want to be aware of his presence. And there's no pressure that way. You understand there's no pressure. It's liberty, and it's a wonderful way to live. I just want to be aware. These meetings along the journey, oh, I should dismiss kids to class. Amen. We have class for children 4 to 11 downstairs. God bless you. Praise God. Sorry, I'm just sort of, well, I'm not sorry, but I do. So, this is something the Holy Ghost wants to do in us. Do you know, do you know why? Well, you do. What are some reasons we're not as aware as we maybe should be? Focused on something else, right? Distractions, something distracted. Busy, boy, that's a big one right there. I'm busy. Places to go, people to see, things to do. You know what I'm talking about? Excuses, right? Now, I want, I want to be careful because this... This is not a, uh, the Lord's not in the business of beating people up. So this is not a beat us up session, okay? So don't, don't, let that, don't let that get in your thoughts. The Lord's trying to invite us to participation in a greater measure. That makes sense? He wants to invite us to participation in a greater measure. And what can happen is, and I'm, I am as guilty as anybody else, Maybe even more so. Because our calendar gets full and then we segment everything and we compartmentalize everything. And so we have, thank the Lord, we have Bible study times. Right. That we set aside, we have planned and we need those. We should we should have that. I'm, I'm for that. But then we've compartmentalized and so we don't have awareness out. Our, our mind maybe is focused on that. No, I know I'm doing Bible study tonight, so I'm think, So until then, I'm doing my own thing. I'm not saying you're walking around in sin and stuff like that. You understand what I mean? I've I, I got stuff to do. I'm we have jobs. We don't get to, I don't get to just quit my job, right? I don't get to not do my job, right? They're paying me. I, I want to act with integrity. I want to do my job, right? But I have to be aware. Right? I have to have an awareness even on my job. And so I was doing my job on Friday, Thursday. I was doing my job on Thursday. And part of our planned day was lunch with a person that. It's taking my place in a, my role has changed 
July the 1st, my role changed. And I was introducing to other people. That's part of my role now. And I was doing this work. And so then I'm, we had a scheduled lunch with this gentleman that's taking my old role. And we were at lunch. But I want to be aware. Right? I want to be aware. I have a job to do, but I'm aware. And in that place, in that exchange, the Lord manifested himself. A very spiritual place, Panera. Now, I probably could have went for two or three hours as we were sitting there. I didn't get to do that because we had a job. We couldn't just take a two or three hour lunch. Right? We had to operate with integrity. But I guarantee you, I took every bit of that hour I could take. And this 40-year-old man sits there weeping, tears running down his face in Panera, just unashamed, just pouring out his heart. We need to be aware. God, make us aware. Not my agenda. I don't, I, I don't want to come to a meeting with my agenda. Well, my goal, I'm going to tell them this. I hope that I get the, if the door opens, man, I'm doing this. Our, our intent can be good, but that may not be what the Lord wants to do. Does that make sense? Be careful in our work for the kingdom about going into meeting with, I know what I'm going to do. Unless the Holy Ghost has already given you that direction before you go in that meeting. Awareness. An awareness. How do we get that? Well, let's go to the Word. Book of Matthew. I think that's where I want to go. Matthew chapter 6. You want the Lord to use you? Do you know how easy it is? Well, not do you know. I have a question. Honest, honest question, okay? Not a trick question. I know I've had some of those along the journey. Not a trick question. Does the Lord want to use you? Okay, so we've settled that. Is it hard for the Lord? Can we make it hard for the Lord? Ah, uh-huh, yes, right? Not hard for him, but we could make it hard, can't we? Right? You ever been with somebody like, come on, just work with me here. Yeah, don't call out any names or something, but I've been in some of those situations along the way. I'm like, come on, you're working against me. Just work with me here. Right? I wonder if the Lord ever feels that way. Right? It's not hard for him, but I'm making it hard. Maybe you said this to somebody before that you were working with. You're making this harder than it needs to be. You ever said that? I wonder if the Lord ever says that. Right? Probably does along the way. Stephanie, you're making this harder than you need it to be. I really want to use you. Just let me. Sorry, I'm not. No. That wasn't like prophetic utterance or anything. She just. just. But this happens to all of us. Right? 
And you, you got to know the Lord. You're making this harder than it needs to be. If you and I could just get in a posture where we become, where we become aware of His presence, in tune and in fellowship with Him, this is really what it is to pray without ceasing. This is what it is to pray without ceasing. It's to stay in fellowship with Him wherever I'm going. So I have an awareness. So I'm not walking into anything with my agenda. I'm walking in with an awareness of Him. And what is it He's wanting to do? This might blow some of your minds. But I think it's important. I could go into a meeting thinking, Man, this, pe- this person needs to know the gospel message of the death, burial, and the resurrection. They need to know repentance, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ and the forgiveness of sin. They need to know to be filled with the Holy Ghost, the evidence for speaking in other tongues of the Spirit. They need to know this. i got to make sure. I'm going to look for an open door here. And I'm, well, I'm not denying that everybody needs to know that message. But you can't force feed babies. We need the wisdom of God. We need an awareness. What does he want to do? What does he want to say? And here's the thing. You find a hungry soul. You feed them a little bit of warm milk. They learn, they'll know where that came from. And they'll want more. God knows. Now, some people, we only get one door. I've been in exchanges with people, and I only had one open door. But we need an awareness and a sensitivity. I I think we're going to read Matthew in a second. I, I really feel the Holy Ghost wanting to help us because of how he wants to use us. And I... It's sort of catching me by surprise, if I can just be totally honest with you, because I feel the Lord trying to do a paradigm shift in our thinking a little bit right now about our approach to being used of God. Would you pray with me before we go further? And would you ask the Lord to help us understand and receive of him what he would give us? Lord, we love you. We desire to be used of you. You know, the cry of our heart, you know, even from our own actions, Lord, these things. And so you, because of our desire and prayer and even more because of your desire, you're saying, let me use you. And you want to instruct us. I pray to receive your instruction, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Some of you have heard this story. Some of you haven't, but I want to give you an example. See, God's use of us is his idea more than it's our idea. I want you to let that settle in. You may think, man, my idea is I really want God to use me. And it could be true that you and I, I hope it's true. That you and I really want God to use us. But I promise you, it's more his idea than mine. He wants to use you and I more than we want him to do so. It's his idea. 
because he bound himself by his word to work through human agency. And so for that reason, it's his idea to use us. It was his idea to put his spirit in an earthen vessel so that he could use the earthen vessel to glorify him. We agree with that, right? That was his idea. So when I say, God, I want you to use me, I'm simply responding to his idea. The challenge becomes when I tell him how he has to use me. Or I have a prescribed way in which I've determined he has to use me. And then that becomes a barrier, right? Then it becomes the, why aren't you working with me here? I know what I'm doing. Just follow. No, Lord, I think I've worked with you enough. I understand what I need to do now. Right, because the Lord always does everything exactly the same way. Oh, he doesn't? No, he doesn't. You ever read the story of him healing blinded eyes? Yeah. Go, go search this afternoon. Do a Bible study on the Lord healing blinded eyes. And tell me how many times he did it the same way. Go read stories of him healing the guy that couldn't talk. Someone that was dumb that couldn't speak. Tell me how many times he did it the same way. Oh, it was different. Right? We need an awareness. An awareness. He's wanting to use us. I feel this so strongly right now. I really thought I, I had I really was feeling a totally different direction before service. But something's awakened here in the spirit. The Lord's wanting to use us. But I feel him going, You gotta let me strip away your idea of what it means for me to use you. And you're willing to involve yourself in what I want to involve you in and how. I was having a conversation just before service with Sister Alex, and she was talking about going and meeting a friend in Mattaway yesterday. Was it yesterday? I don't want to tell the story wrong. I won't tell you the whole story. Talk to her afterwards. It's a great story. And how she's like, yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe I don't want to make the trip. I mean, it's 40 minutes, 45. I don't know how fast she drives. Maybe it's 20 minutes. But, um, but you know, she's like, eh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Because sometimes I'll drive down there. My friend won't meet up either. And so, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead and go. And she went. And she spent an hour with a friend weeping, broken, saying, I want what you have. I want what asking about deliverance. And, again, I talked to her. She'd tell the story. I'm trying not to ruin her story. The Lord wanted to use her. Now, I don't know if she was sitting there deciding whether or not to go and said, oh, God, am I supposed to make this journey or not? Lord, speak to me on what I'm supposed to. Did you pray that way? No. OK. OK. You knew she made up her mind. And see, it was the Lord's idea to use her. It wasn't convenient. Maybe. I mean, because just to go spend an hour with a friend took an hour and 20 minutes of driving back and forth at a minimum. Cost her some fuel, which isn't the cheapest thing right now. See, we, this is so important because you and I know, I think this congregation, I believe we know, we believe in the power of a Bible study. Amen? We believe in the power of a home group coming together in homes and having Bible, Amen? And we're going to continue to see that. We're going to continue to do that. But we've talked about how we don't believe in getting everybody to a building, right? Amen? You with me? 
Now, what? Listen, we have to be careful that we don't go from let me get everybody to a building to let me get everybody to my Bible study. Not saying we shouldn't get people plugged into a Bible study. Don't misunderstand. But do you, you, you understand what, I'm, what the, I feel like the Lord's trying to tell us? Let's be careful about saying, well, then this is how it has to be for everybody. they got to fit in this mold in order to, okay, then this is, keep getting people to Bible studies, okay? But don't get so fixed in that thinking that you limit God to, well, they got to get to, not get to the building, but they got to get to my house for this Bible what if God's only going to give you one or two encounters and you've got to make it work there and you've got to hear from him to know what do I need to say in that moment? Okay? This is what I'm talking about, about an awareness. The Lord's trying to take us somewhere to where every single day of our living, he's glorified. His will is done through us. He's out, and we walk through our life and we're like, Today, this is what it looked like. Tomorrow, that's what it looked like. This is, right. Jesus went and taught in their synagogues, and he did miracles in the synagogue, so he didn't neglect that. But he was also down at the sheep market by the pool. He was also sitting by a well in Samaria. We talked about that the first time. He was sitting by the well when the woman came out at noon. I don't know that he ever had another encounter with her. But he was sitting by the well right there. Nobody else, just him. He was aware. He was aware. He had awareness. I don't know where he was at night, but somehow he was in a place and Nicodemus found him at night. John chapter 3. He was aware. And so he had something to say to Nicodemus. I don't know how he made himself to be found, but he did. You read through scripture and he went to the synagogues, he went to the temple, but he also had these interactions. He's eating at Simon's house. Got invited to dinner, decided to go, but he was aware. And a woman shows up and starts washing his feet with her tears, drying it with her hair. And he recognized this is a sovereign moment here and he begins to talk, Right. Talking about an awareness of his presence so that he uses us wherever we are. We can't produce it. You understand. We can't make it happen. Just as sure he walked through his days and he ate and nothing happened, I'm sure. But he was in tune with the Father. But we also know that he did this more than we find in Scripture. Because the writer of Scripture said, if the works that he had done were written, the heavens couldn't contain them. Now, awareness. I said I was going to tell you a story. I had I'd went to Arkansas for my grandmother's funeral. This has been over 10 years ago, just over 10 years ago. And uh, we had been back for a few months. I flew back for her funeral. She had asked me to speak at her funeral. And so... I'm there. A lot of the families gathered together the morning of the funeral, Saturday morning. Uh, I wanted to get away from the, all the family. And how, anytime all my family's together, it's loud. Okay, anybody got families like that? Loud. I mean, it's like, and I got two uncles that are really loud. And so if they're in different rooms, oh, my goodness. 
you can sit in any room in the house and you can hear both of their conversations. You may not know anything else, but you'll know what they're saying. All right? Some of you got family like that. And so I love them to death. I wouldn't trade it for the world. And so, but getting ready for that funeral, I just wanted to, I just wanted to get away. And so I went to Starbucks that was near the church where the funeral was going to be. I didn't want to sit inside because there's a few people in there. And so I went outside. Outside they had a little patio that had some tables on it in front of it. And the door came out and there was a table over here and a table over here and and so I went out and sat down over here because there was a couple of guys at this table over here on the other side of the door. And so sit there, got on my black suit, black, you know, ready for the funeral, got my Bible, just trying to get my thoughts. You know, it's my grandmother. And so drinking my coffee, just reading, sort of pondering, meditating, you know, mourning inwardly a little bit, probably a lot. And... uh I was unaware of other people. I, I was I was fellowshipping the Lord. I really was. I was, and I wasn't like praying out loud, and, but I was there with my coffee in the Word and just trying to listen, you know. And um, I was thinking about the Lord using me, but I was thinking about Him using me at the funeral because I knew some people that would be there, and I knew the Lord would be reaching and trying to separate my thoughts and emotions. From what does the Lord want to do? Does that make sense? I, I'm telling you this because I need you to understand how we are wired sometimes and how the Lord wants to use it. So here I am. I'm there. I have my coffee, doing my thing, talking with, sort of fellowshipping the Lord. And uh, somebody comes and standing at my table. Sort of snuck up on me. I was sort of focused where I was. And said, uh, excuse me. He said, hey, my friend and I over here, he points back to the other table where those two guys were. He says, oh, we saw you with your Bible, um, and uh, he asked me a question or something. I told him, yeah, my, my grandmother passed. I'm here to do the funeral. I came from Washington. And, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He said, well, we were getting ready. We've been visiting. We were getting ready to pray before we left. Would you want to come join us and pray with us at the table? And inwardly, human as you are, I said, no, I don't. I, I, inwardly, catch that part, inwardly. <laughs> Some of you guys are like, wow, okay. No, inwardly, right, right, my inner voice. This is me being honest with you. I'm talking about awareness, right, awareness. Inwardly, I was like, no, I don't want to pray with you. I, no, I'm, I'm getting ready to do my grandmother's funeral. Leave me alone. I, right, no. I didn't say that. I, I said, sure. And so I went over, sat down at the table with these two men. I don't know their name, sorry. They were there on a casual Saturday. They had their cargo shorts and their polos, and they were enjoying the sunny day. I sat down with these two men, and they said, you know, the one guy told the other guy my story, why I was there. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, yeah, no, thank you, whatever. And, you know, niceties for a moment. And then I said, okay, well, let's pray. And so they began praying, and then I realized quickly, okay, this is a one-person pray, then the next person pray, then the next person pray, because I started praying with them, and I, I was could tell I was out of order uh, because they all stopped. And so I'm like, okay, sorry. So, you know, we sort of figured that out. And the one guy started praying. So we respectfully bowed our heads and let him pray. And beautifully prayed kind things for 
me and my loss and the comfort and God give me words. And I, I'd never met these guys before. I, I was honestly, I was I was genuinely touched by their kindness and their willingness to pray for me and with me in that moment. And I'm listening and seeking to focus on God, not focus on what he's saying. And so he finishes and I'm waiting, like wondering, is it my turn? And uh, the next guy started praying. So I'm like, OK, I'm, I'm, I'll pray last. And so he prays. And again, kind things about me, the Lord being with me and other stuff. And and it was beautiful. It was sincere. It was heartfelt. I, I felt the presence of the Lord. I was fellowshipping the Lord while they were praying. They, their heart was I, I was touched. I mean it with all of my heart. I was honored that they would invite me and then would pray that way. I felt a little out of place in my suit and them in their cargo shirt and polo out of here. But here we are. One of the three does not belong. But anyway. So here we are. I know God's there, but I'm not understanding what he's wanting to do. I'm focused on something else. And so he finishes and I begin to pray. Now at this, I just, prayer is always the same thing for me. Now, it may be different, but it's always the same thing. It's always me talking with God and God talking with me. That's prayer. Prayer is not performance. Prayer is not a prayer preach. Let me preach something to people. I'll pray it. Hopefully they'll hear what I'm saying. It's not that. No, I'm talking with God. Okay? And so that's what I did. I just started talking to the Lord. I don't know what I said. I really don't. I don't know what I said. I hadn't been praying maybe 30 seconds. It's a long time when you're outside of Starbucks with two people you don't know, right? And you're in public place. I hadn't been praying maybe 30 seconds. And the guy to my right, all of a sudden, he just blurts out. Like, I didn't interrupt their prayer, mind you. But he blurts out and just starts speaking in tongues. Sitting there at the table. And I'm like, well, I just kept praying. I thought, well, go for it. And so I kept praying. We finished. And when we finished, I mean, we were, everybody was, we were together then. If we were just being respectful before, at that point, we were all together at this point. And, uh, I mean, I'm weeping. That, that, and... I finish, we look up, and the guy that's over here that had just started speaking out in tongues, he looks at me, and he's like, I am so sorry. I'm like, okay. He's like, I've never done that before. And he's apologizing for interrupting prayer. He didn't interrupt me. I'm like, finally, we're getting somewhere. This is what we do. Right? He's like, I'm sorry, I've never done that before. I don't, I, I don't know. He's like, and this is what he said. This is what I want you to grace. He said, that's never happened to me before. He said, I don't know what happened. He said, when you started praying, something started welling up in me. And I couldn't contain it. And that's just what came out. He had never received the Holy Ghost before. And God chose to fill him with the Holy Ghost in front of a Starbucks like that. I didn't teach him a Bible study on the death, burial and the resurrection. 
I don't know if somebody ever had her. They, they were some form of believer, clearly. But God filled them with the Holy Ghost. Now, if the Lord would have came to me earlier and said, hey, here's the deal. You just pray a little bit, and I'm going to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. You know how much I'd have overthought that? Just as much as you would have. Uh-oh, which one is it? Can I pray with you? Can I pray with you? Can I pray with you? Is that, come on, is that right? Is that not right? That's our humanity. And so the Lord's trying to bring us to a place of awareness. To where, when I'm aware of His presence, what He does is His business. I just am available. I'm involved. I didn't know He was going to... I know He wants to fill everybody with the baptism of the gift of the Holy Ghost. But I didn't know He wanted to do it for that guy that day at Starbucks. But He did. So how did it happen? While I didn't know what he wanted to do, I was aware of his presence. I was aware of his presence. Sometimes we think we have to know what God wants to do for him to use us. No, we don't. We just need to be aware of his presence. in tune and in fellowship with him. Then how he uses us is his business. Do you see Peter and John in Acts chapter 3 walking along? They're going to the gate, going to the temple to pray. They'd done that before. They were Jews. They always went to the temple to pray. Daily they went to the temple to pray. And they knew there was a man that was laid there daily. They'd passed him before. They may have, if they'd had alms at some time, given him alms. But this day he asked for alms and they stopped. Peter said, hey, look on us. So he did, thinking he's getting ready to receive something. He thought he was going to get some silver or gold or some alms. And Peter said to him, we don't have silver or gold, but what we have we will give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. I believe they'd passed him before. But that day, their awareness said, okay, God said, this is how I want to involve you right now. They were aware of his presence. We need an awareness of his presence. We need an awareness God, give us an awareness wherever we go. Sister Vanessa was just dropping her kids off at school. She probably had other things to do once she got rid of those two. I don't mean get rid of, I don't mean in a bad way. That sounded bad. I didn't mean that that way. You know what I meant, right, Sister Vanessa? She probably had other things to do once she wasn't having to care for her children and knew they were in good hands. That sounds better that way. That's what I meant. And so she was going to get them dropped off, make sure they were in good care, and then go. But somebody said, hey, are you apostolic pentecost? Something like that. I'm trying not to mess up people's stories. And she stops and says, yes. And the woman that's a counselor at school begins to break down in tears and express that at one time her and her husband had such a relationship with God and begins to ask, do you teach Bible studies? That was hard, wasn't it, Sister Vanessa? Yeah, really hard. She just had to be in the right place and aware of his presence. We need awareness. We need awareness. And so what do we do? Now we pray for these situations. Well, but, but we didn't like take them all the way through death, burial, and resurrection. We didn't get all. No, 
I was aware in the moment God did what he did. God's not done. He that hath begun a good work and you will perform it until the day of the Lord. I have a confidence in him, not in me. Okay? And so what do we do now? Now we begin to call Anita's name in prayer. God, move on Anita's heart. Move on Anita's. And then we learn later she had come to service here one time a few months before. And then we learn that she's connected to other people in the church. Isn't it funny how God works? And so we begin to call these names because we have an awareness that this was a God thing. So now that I know Sister Alex's story, now I'm praying for Addie and for her mom, Josie. I'm going to be calling their names out in prayer because God has started something there. I don't know what the end will be, but I'm praying for that whole, it'll reach into the whole family. We just have an awareness and we show up and see, we overcomplicate. I'm trying to finish here now. I think we're getting the point, but I, I want to make sure there's not a one of us that's excluded. We make it about, oh, they're so spiritual. I hope one day I'm as spiritual as they are. No, we just need to become now. Now, understand, we need to get in the spirit. That's walking in the spirit. We get in trouble when we try to produce things. Because we want to appear spiritual. We just need an awareness. We need an awareness every moment, every day. I was talking with Brother Johnstone before the service. He was visiting a very spiritual place, a car lot. He runs into a guy, JJ. Before it's over, Brother Johnstone's praying, laying hands on the guy, praying there at that lot. What's happening? Awareness. An awareness. A recognition. God help us to be aware. Why? Because he's wanting to use us. And we don't have time to get everybody here. We don't have time to get everybody even to our home groups. We just got to be salt and light wherever we are when we're there. But it starts with an awareness of him and his presence. So what do we do? Stand with me. Because if I just start into Scripture and go, you'll be sitting another hour, and I won't do that to you. But I, I want you to hear this verse. Because you can't, you can't just be aware. We have to spend time with Him. Okay, we have to spend time with Him. I'll say that one more time. We have to spend time with Him. There's no substitute. There is not a substitute for time with Him. You will not become aware of His presence if you don't spend time with Him. Jacob, you know him from the Bible, one of the patriarchs, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob had a dream. He saw angels ascending and descending from heaven. He recognized something supernatural is happening here. And then he makes this statement. Surely the presence of the Lord was in this place. And I didn't know it. He could have just easily said, surely the presence of the Lord was in this place. But I was unaware. You know why he was unaware? He was sleeping. He was sleeping.
Matthew 5 and 6, or 6 and 6. But you, when you pray, enter into your closet, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father, which is in secret. And your Father, which sees in secret, shall reward you openly. Everybody say openly. Some of these stories that I've just shared with you, is the Lord rewarding openly? We see publicly what the Lord does. That doesn't come just by awareness. Awareness comes from the closet. You got to spend time with Him. See, what happens is in our day and time, even in the church, we want spiritual shortcuts. Man. That's a cool story about Sister Alex. That's a cool story about Sister Vanessa. That's a cool story about Brother Johnstone. Let me see if I can make that happen. But I don't, want, I don't have time for the closet. I just want to, if I talk to enough people and do enough stuff, maybe it'll happen. And then I'll have a story to share, right? This competition, it's not competition, see. He rewards openly. This is what I want you to see from that verse, and you can go dig and study it out yourself, okay? I'm going to give you, if you're like, I want something to study about, I'm going to give you just a nugget right here, and you can take it and go study it, okay? Or maybe we'll preach it somewhere down the road if the Lord says to, but you go study. I want you to watch. I need one of those little pointers. Pray to your Father. Is that what it says? I have a question. Where is the Father? Don't overthink it. What's the verse say? Where's the father? He's in secret. Is that what it says? Your father, which is in secret. You know what that tells me? He's got a place. Where he's waiting for you to come meet him. It's a secret place. A place for you and him alone. Reserved. He'll reward you openly. But not if you don't go meet him in the secret place. I've heard people along the journey say, man, I just, I just can't seem to find and connect with God. Well, he's in secret. The father's in secret. The Bible tells, Jesus said it. The father's in secret. Here, I'll help you with your Bible study. Psalm 91. He that dwelleth, where? Where? The secret place of who? Aha, so even the psalmist understood that he was in secret. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Who was talking about abiding earlier? Was that Brother Renee? Abide in the secret place. He rewards openly. So our awareness of him comes from time spent in the secret place. Does that make sense? 
You and I get alone with him. We spend time with him in secret. And then he just begins to reward openly. But we hear about God rewarding people openly and we go, God, I want you to use me that way. Why don't you use me like that? And the Lord says, "Okay, I will meet me in the secret place. See, we focus on reward openly. Because those are great, beautiful, powerful, wonderful testimonies. It's the secret place. You want awareness? Learn to go to the secret place. He dwells in secret. And he'll meet us there. Moses said, Lord, I'd like to see your glory. Show me your glory. And the Lord told Moses, Moses, there is a place by me. Read it in the book of Exodus, chapter 29, I think. Maybe 26 or 27. (laughs) But it's in there. The Lord told Moses, Moses, there is a place by me. My pursuit in life is to find and live in that place by him. He's got it for you. And as you live there, you become aware of his presence. And he uses you. And all the pressure is off of, man, I hope I can do something that brings about. I hope I can. No, 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 no. I don't hope anything. I just simply want to be aware of his presence. I want to be with him. And then he'll just manifest himself where I go. I'll finish with this. How many of you ever heard of Brother Billy Cole? A few of you. Brother Billy Cole has been used, was used, he's passed on now, was used across the world. Preach. Hundreds of thousands of people get the Holy Ghost in his, under his ministry. Brother Billy Cole made this statement. He said, people would ask him, like, man, what, do you, what is it you do? How is it that, like, where you go and you, like, you preach and so many people get the Holy Ghost? What is it? He said, oh, man, it's so easy. He said, that's not hard at all. He said, I just pray. And I find out where God's getting ready to do something, and I just go show up. That's honestly what he said. He said, I just find out where God's getting ready to do something, and I just go show up. See, this is what happens when we spend time in fellowship. We're just showing up at places where, and God manifests himself. It comes from the secret place. We need an awareness. Would you talk to him right now? Right there where you are. Remember you anointed yourself earlier. You put your hand on your head and you prayed about awareness. And so he's wanting to use us. He's wanting to use us. There's no substitute for the closet. There's no substitute for the place of prayer. And so when we spend time with him in secret, he rewards openly. Our awareness of his presence, our awareness of our surroundings where he would work comes from spending time in secret. Our awareness of him wanting to operate through us and with us, it comes from being with him in secret. I promise you, you'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Not because 
just because his word says so, but because you've spent time with him in secret and you're not intimidated when the opportunity presents itself because you know you've been with him and you know he's with you. And so now the spirit of the Lord manifests himself wherever you go. Grant us an awareness like never before, Lord. Every day, every moment, every hour. Grant us an awareness, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Grant us an awareness, Lord, that we flow and operate and move in the realm of your spirit that you're desiring us to do so. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray.